The Racing Pod on Off The Ball. And you're welcome to episode two of The Racing Pod, our brand new show here on Off The Ball with John Duggan and Johnny Ward. We're delighted to be able to bring you this new show every Friday, which will include analysis, race previews, tips, stories, interviews and crack. The first half of the pod each week will be free to air. The second part will be exclusively for members. So be sure to shine up by going to offtheball.com forward slash join. You won't want to miss out on any of the info. Johnny, last week... I was wearing the hat. I was wearing the Peaky Blinders cap. I bought at Cheltenham, and this week you're wearing the hat. I didn't expect this, but there we go. Well, I thought you you've gone from that to a hoodie. I mean, you've just gone totally yeah. casual on week two. Um, yeah, uh, we had plenty of fun week one. I think we've loads to talk about and real national hunt. National hunt weather today quite cold, JD. Brilliant race last weekend across Britain and Navan, and this weekend is class as well. We had horses in the tent to follow. So once again, members, if you want to pick out uh, last week's pod, listen back to it for members. You'll get the tent to follow that I gave, that Johnny gave, and we both had winners. So you had Bird Out Road and I had Spring Della Mare both in our tent to follow. Bird Out Road is really, really impressive. When he gets better ground at Cheltenham, this could be some horse. James Owen trains it. Yeah, it's just like, it's great to see these um, British horses come off the flat like the old Triumph Hurdle horses. Yeah. I mentioned Marsborough as well uh, for William Mullins. He's in the same sort of division, totally different type of a horse, but... I have to say my patriotism uh, has gone because Ireland is just uh, winning too many races at Cheltenham. So I want I want the British horse to do well now, JD. I want I want more parity. I want uh, Irish racing needs British racing at national hunt level particularly, and we need good British horses. And I think they have one in Birda Road. You don't want uh, Cheltenham to become punched ten away, no, which it has at sometimes felt in the last few years. Ireland have eighty percent of the favourites at the moment. I think. Uh, yeah, that's not great. And also, we had handicap chasers going over to Cheltenham last week and winning. Gavin mm. Cromwell had a winner, mm. I remember. So Henry de Bromhead uh, has done well there as well. So my performance of the week was Cara Monaghan, who in 2021, Meath won the All-Ireland. It was completely unexpected. Remember, they beat Dublin, Vicky Wall and Emma Duggan, all these players. But Cara Monaghan was in the panel. And last week, she rode her first ever winner on a race course. Uh, the horse is called St. Dennis as well for Ian Patrick Donoghue, the trainer. This was at an Avon 40 to 1 shot. And she won easily. Rode very well, and her interview afterwards with Gary O'Brien was just excellent. And like you never, you never, or very rarely get a crossover between like that level of Gaelic games and yeah. as a jockey. Like <laughs> I know um, Keith Donahue who would probably knows Cara well from sort of the two yards Gavin Cromwell's. Like he, he plays a bit of football. You get like Mikey Fox, he played a bit of hurling, but it's rare. It's very rare that and and Cara to be playing at that level is class. And she spoke so well afterwards, so well, great to see. Yeah, I can't really think of many links. Obviously, Mick Channon was a great footballer mm. for England, Southampton, and then became a great trainer in the flat. But the crossover William between... William McCreary as well, like... Yeah, Kildare and There's one thing being a trainer, but another, quite another being a jockey and, ma- and managed to marry, like, um, you know, playing sport at field level. And, uh, yeah, it's great. So we need... We have Rachel Blackmore, but we need more, um, you yes. know, female riders on in the flat and uh, jump scene to get involved and to um, get winners. And it's not easy. It's very competitive. No, Katie Walsh and Nita Carberry obviously retired now. So we had last weekend, uh, it's worth mentioning uh, at the start of the show this week, I think some of the horses that turned out and won last weekend. So the handicaps will start with Coco Beach won the Troy Town Chase and having 20 to 1 shot in the colours of Michael Leary. Great horse, quirky fella. Uh, I think the key thing for this race was that he ran out near the front. And I think the horses that went to the front, Limerick Lace aside, did well. He had the blinkers on. So he's been a very consistent animal. Won at Goran Park, the big thigh chase there a couple of years ago. Only eight and deserved a winner, I felt. He was, and Danny Gilligan again, JD. You know, he won the go- to win the Galway plate in the Troy Galway Town. Galway jockey, is he? Yeah, he's st- like he's the son of Paul Gilligan, who 
like it was mad like Paul Gilligan the guy we jockey in the news at the moment is unfortunately Graham Lee yeah, and sadly. our thoughts were with him but we, we've had the, we've had the odd few jockeys and Danny and um, his brother Jack Jack went over and rode Buddy 1 to a kind of yeah. a big gamble on success in Becoming a very good horse, that fella. And then I think Danny's really good. Like, I, I have to say, like, I've, I kind of started to notice him a bit on the summer circuit. Then he got injured. But he's riding a lot of winners in sort of ordinary races. But then he, he, he just looks so polished. And to win in the space of a couple of months, really, to win at Troy Town and a goal we played at that age is remarkable stuff. Paul Fakir Delenn ran well. Mm-hmm. And he caught my eye before the race. Ben Harvey rode him, I thought. Uh, Dunboyne ran well and I think he could be uh, aimed at the Thiesters again in January at Goran Park where he was second there last year um, Largy Derby our tip was brought down in the first and you just have to that's just one of those things yeah yeah it was, I mean god almighty like uh, beginner's luck what? He's, he's, he's been a hard horse to follow but like from to, to go from to build up the hype to the race and you know all the talk of the Troy Town is Gordon has so many runners and you, you just you're taken down at the first but you know worse thing I don't happen. mind falling I, I don't yeah. mind if I've got it's a, very a bet somebody and it falls but because mm. uh, you can well okay my judgement wasn't right about the horse's jumping ability but to be brought down is just infuriating well you anyway. look at Paul Byrne sourcing the horse that goes off favourite in the Greywood yeah. now he's run out twice um, it's only a matter of time so you know these things can and will happen that's why we're so engrossed by it Stage Star then won the Paddy Power Gold Cup at Cheltenham on the Saturday I did give a positive mention for this mm-hmm. uh, on the first episode of the pod um, look I think this horse is improving I think he's a course and distance specialist I think Harry Copton gave him a great ride he affected at the last fence which can be catching out horses I remember having to gallop in the champs as well uh, but he got over it and thought he was an impressive winner I think he probably won't be seen until March I think he's a bang standing dish for the Ryanair chase in Cheltenham come March if he turns up, I think it'll be hard to beat. Yeah, and he was trained to be kind of like ready for the day. And yeah. he looked really well beforehand, just just looking at big him. Big horse, yeah. Big horse. And uh, like we'll talk about Harry Cobden not riding um, Brave you know, Man's, Man's Game this weekend going to Ascot. But I thought he was brilliant on him. And uh, again, like... I, I had a bit of uh, had a bit of crack with Mouse Morris afterwards. I was saying like because they did the video cam of Nichols throws. Yes, he always does this Paul Nichols. Yeah. He's always like, come on, come on, come on. I said to him, I, I enjoyed watching Paul Nichols more when he was watching Brave Man's Game against Gentleman's Game for the crack. But like Nichols is just a great character for the game, and he, he's trained. He, tra- he is a brilliant trainer. He's brilliant. Hasn't trainer. had the ammunition in recent years. No, remember he had it fifteen years ago with. One hundred percent. He had the good horses like you know and, and, and a star, and star mastermind and all those horses and um, Denman. Like they were great days. I was kind of getting into racing little bit before that and like they were great days and they'd be taking each other on the Gold Cup and all that as well and um, Stage Star is a very good horse very good horse good performance How do you celebrate? Are you, are you somebody that does get animated when you're at a racetrack and you're maybe on something and you just start waving your arms around or you no, start using the imaginary whip? Um but I've said this like I, I'm, I'm kind of I can, I can go one way or the other like some days if you're at a festival and you've if you if you back one at a big price now let's say we, we were at the festival last year at Punchdown we probably got into it a bit but like the crowd needs to get involved like if the crowd is just stationary and like not animated in the stand it really takes away from the meeting like and people give out about the student days but they have one in Dundalk the other night and you could hear like the students really enjoying the race and cheering horse some we need more syndicates and we need more young people there having a good time um, and if you're just in the stand and you don't open your mouth like just watch on TV. Yeah, I remember even when you're going to myself as a student to Leprechaun at Christmas, and you'd have one, and you might have like a five round or something like a three to it one shot, and, and meant absolutely yeah, everything absolutely. because you're impressing your mates. Because you're going there, oh, you know, oh, this, this, and then you're picking them out all day, and then you're the kind of king, and they buy a drink, whatever. Afterwards. And then as the horse kind of emerged, if you don't have your binoculars, and before the days of the big screen, they emerged coming to the last, and you could see Paul Carberry standing up on the horse that you um, backed, kind of travelling well. It's great feeling. Lost my reason back in Indian pace under Paul Ten and mm. young Paul Ten into the goal. 
Galway hurdle about 2008. It's just going balubas in the bookies and an old man, he must be in about his 80s, he's just waving a stick at me just to shut up. Yeah. Um, yeah. you got to celebrate, like, particularly yeah. if you have a big price winner. Yeah, yeah, or, or even any winner. And sometimes it's just how it finishes mm. as well. It's a stage star. Yeah, the real whacker um, was pulled up kind of disappointing. Maybe he'll, he'll bounce back. As the season goes on, he's very disappointed. I put him forward in my tent to follow. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I think in fairness, him, he was lame afterwards. I wouldn't right. be giving up on him. Yeah, uh, the time was good in that race, by the way. Two mile chasers, then Fasal Vega. I didn't feel he jumped that brilliantly. I'm not so sure if this horse is a natural. It's Fasal Vega, brilliant bumper horse, but I'm not so sure if he's going to be the top horse they thought he would he be. He still has to reverse form Marine National in that division. He's a strange kind of um, action the way he actually runs. His front, his front uh, right leg kind of goes out to one side. It's a bit strange, um, but still, like the engine he showed beating um, Henry's horse who was second um, in the pocket in yeah. the pocket was probably giving a little bit of a quiet ride in a, in a sense and is going to improve with the experience but still slammed him you know and I, I, I see he's a load of class this horse I, I do feel Willie Mullins in the back of his mind still thinks he's the next big thing I really do maybe over further mm, yeah could, could I, I think two and a half I think maybe next season might be the season he's out of Vega like I mean he, he clearly three should mile he should be he could be he could be even a three mile horse so Gold Cup we don't horse. I mean you look at look at these old flashy walk in the parks you look at John Bond like what what distance does John Bond want John Bond absolutely demolished um, proper proper chases by what nine lengths and he and Fasel Vega um, you know the, the walk in the park thing he, he's still getting some exciting horses I thought he was superb in that Schlor chase John mm. Bond at Cheltenham last weekend he I thought they went I think he only just goes one way fast mm. and not as crazily as under so in the past would have done so I thought he just thought the gallop was good I thought he was slick um I think he had the race one at the top of the hill. I think Nicky Henderson said in his race and post table tour that he's in a good place mentally. Um, like he's been hard, had hardly any defeats. El Fabiolo obviously beat him last season, but I think the Tingle Creek, if he turns up there, will be interesting at Sandown, the big race over two miles. But I think John Bond is a better horse this year and beat Captain Guinness, who then won, uh, as we saw at Ferry House, mm. uh, not Ferry House, but Navin, yeah. At the Fort Tree Chase at Navan there last weekend. So I think it's a better two mile division maybe than I would have thought. I think Owen oh, Nergeman's out now. Shishkin's. Got a bit mad. Uh, what's, what do we have in the two-mile division? Well, actually, we think we've got decent horses there. Yeah, well, like, in fairness to Henderson, he said that he reckons John Bond wasn't at his best when he took on Fabiola Cheltenham. And you'd have to sort of think he wasn't. That performance was not consistent with what he did last weekend. Like, Honor Jimmy Nedford de Geese and Nube Negra, um, they're, not, they're not like superstars, but they are... They are top-level horses who have won top-level races. And you can't say he was fortunate to slam the three of them on the day. So his brother to do Van... McMahon, JP McMahon has paid 570 grand from, from point to point probably the most expensive ever paid for a horse that hadn't even jumped hadn't even run in the National Hunt race that's how the point to point scene is um, but he was a brother to Duvan and the 570 grand turned out to be value because he's nearly all that paid back yeah, so we have comeback kids as well Bob Allinger and American Mike were two that I spotted last weekend the Liz Mullen hurdle was what Bob Allinger won Best I've seen him run, maybe in a couple of years, Bob Ollinger for Henry de Bromhead, Rachel Blackmore, first uh, time out in the season, uh, asserted a, over, over a race for Zana here, uh, completely lost his way, this a horse, especially over fences. I, mean, I think he's probably a hurdle horse, but if he can continue this re rediscovery of his best, he could be a stairs hurdle horse, perhaps. I think it was. Are you a forgiving type as a punter? I, I'm a bit, a bit in between. I, I, the one thing I don't forgive is horses that have injuries. Yeah. Now, and Bob Ottinger, whether he had an injury or a breathing issue, I don't know what he had. But like, for example, Appreciate It Runs this weekend was an incredible winner of the Supreme Novices mm. Hurdle a couple of years ago. Got injured and has never been the same horse since. Well, 
Yeah, and if you were the for- if you weren't the forgiven type, you'd a bad day at Navin because like. Whatever about American Mike, who's kind of season derailed, like, it's very hard to have much faith in Bob Bollinger now. I mean, for all that, um, you know, he won at Cheltenham when Galpin Deschamps fell. I thought he was very disappointed that day. Last season was was more and more of, of a situation. There's something not right with this horse. He's just not finishing his races. Very well backed at Leopard Sound. He disappointed. American Mike, on the other hand, um, the only proviso I'd have with him is, like, he started last season very well at Down Royal and everything just went downhill from there, um, including at Navin. And we we spoke about um, Fact File last week. I thought he beat him well. I really did. And Gordon, interestingly, saying Jack Kennedy's done a lot of work with this horse. Yes. He jumped well. Um, they and pull well clear of the others as well, which is always yeah. important to see in these races, listeners and, and members, because I think you see two horses going at it and, and then finish you well clear mm. of, of the he, rest. He was a great bumper hope the, um, yeah. the season before as well. They thought second he'd be Vega and they didn't. And I, may, maybe he's back. Maybe he's just a chaser, not a herd. Maybe, yeah, because like... You were looking at him last year, though, and I was kind of running out of excuses for him in the end. Um, I, 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 I'm fascinated to see where he and Bob Bollinger go next, because Bob Bollinger could go back over fences as well. Yeah. What trip they try to deploy. Will Bob Bollinger try to say that the stay in hurdle market in, in Division Nard isn't that strong? We've so much to talk about, um, you know, in the national hunt season. Yeah, Krog Park, I thought, was a good uh, performance from him. I think he could be a decent chaser for Gordon Elliott in the... Michael O'Leary colours. Um, I was at Kilbegan in a bumper. I swear, I was at Kilbegan in a bumper. I think I was working that day and I was like, this horse is stunning. Like another walk in the park, beaten in a bumper in Kilbegan with no excuses. If you had a horse now, would you call it the most special name? Like Croke Park feels like a special name as opposed to well, like, whatever. You, you say, well, when I, Croke Park like resonates. When I was getting into racing, my first Shelton was 2003. You'll Never Walk Alone yeah. was running. And, and that, you're, you're red. Yeah, that name. And I think th- there's a story behind that. Desi Scal, I think somebody named it. JP named it to kind of wind him up for some because Desi's a big Man United fan definitely story behind it but these names like I remember wanting to call a horse Dancer from the Dance because it's the line of a Yeats poem how do you tell the artist from the art and it's like how can you tell Paul Carberry from the horse they're almost like one is one is the same um, and we did name a horse Dancer from, Dance from the Dance fitted in the 18 characters just, just about 18 characters exactly she turned out to be useless You'll never walk alone. I remember yeah. uh, John McCreary uh, singing it in the. It was seven to one winner of the. I think it was the William Hill Handicap Chase back then in two thousand three. He was a quirky horse. Well. Definitely a quirky horse. Yeah, because he was fancy for the Supreme Novices. I think three years before mm. and Sausalito Babies. My best mate was second. Mm. You'll never walk alone. Was third. I always had Principal Skinner in my head as my mm. horse, but then again, somebody told me, well, if you had a horse called Principal Skinner off The Simpsons, he'd probably run on Dundalk. Yeah. He probably wouldn't be going for the Gold Cup. You know? be but how got my colours picked yeah. out? Yeah. If ever. So did you pick the colours when you had your I have, horses? My colours are, uh, I have colours, racing colours, green, white and black. Um, yeah, with a sash. kind of like that colours. The sash? Yeah. Right, love, okay. Love a big sash fan. And you're not telling us. Yeah. <laughs> Big sash fan. Sash my father wore. Um, so these... Uh, we get a we get a horse together, JD, and we'll alternate colours yeah, every six exactly, months. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll, well, my colours are very quirky. We'll get on to that another time. But, okay, two races to preview uh, before we um, wrap up this part of the conversation. So the Betfair Chase at Haydock on Saturday, three o'clock, folks. Uh, Brave Man's Game, Protect Her Ash, Royal Pagai, and Cork Rambler, the four horses in it. Brave Man's Game has uh, always been best fresh. Harry Cobden doesn't ride. Um, question marks over the ground uh, at, at times, but um, more of a relaxed hold of horse these days. Daryl Jacob rides him, wasn't fit or weatherby. Over 100 grand for the winner of this race, a Gold Cup second, a King George winner. The reason why I think they're going for this race with this horse is the 100 grand and feeble enough opposition. Do you agree? Yeah, like we. 
we had a walkover this week in a, in a in a in a good in a good race. There there are too many races for these horses between Ireland and Britain. Like Ireland and Britain should nearly be just like the same thing. Just run them against each other, not just to Cheltenham. And you have to run her. You have to run. I mean, we've Galloping Deshawns coming out. Um, it's not a bad field, but it's dominated by Willie Mullins. Braveman's game's taking on at most three horses here. Shishkin could have run, but instead he has the option of going elsewhere. Could obviously have come to Ireland if he were in. Come to Ascot. Yeah. Come to Ascot. So you have all these. There's, there are too many races for the same type is of he horse. penalty kick Braben's game penalty kick's a bit strong um, he was beaten obviously at Weatherby uh, I, I don't know exactly what the reasoning behind Harry Cobden not riding him is I always find Paul Nichols brilliant to deal with in the media. I tend to think that what he said is probably right and Harry Cobden's covered himself um, very well in the sense that I want to ride the horse but I'm, I'm going to ask how it is what it is. I'll be riding Braveman's game later on. Um, Gentleman's game just kind of, I think maybe he just did him did him in terms of... Fitness? Maybe? Fitness and he's a good horse. Like He's yeah. a good horse and he's up well. and coming. Um, trained by a, a master in Mouse Morris. Braveman's game on, 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 on general form including the Gold Cup he has an edge over protectorate. The other two shouldn't be good enough and like... Uh, He's, he's protectorate has a wind up as well. He he won the race last year, but he, you know that was the race in which um, a Plutard was one to two and pulled up like so. Yeah. On, on all known form, experience edge, sorry, fitness edge, and the the, the ground isn't desperately bad. Um, I wouldn't say a penalty kick, but he should win. Royal Pagai is a headlock specialist, but the Grand National is the plan for Vinicius Williams runner at the top level, like what, 14 lengths behind Braveman's game the King George. Cork Rambler, we know once again the Grand National plan. Is he going to prove that much? £13 off Braveman's game in the ratings. Only fifth at Kelso last time out. For me, Braveman's game, I think it's the 100 grand. I think it's the opposition. I think that's why they're going here. Otherwise, I think they would have gone straight to the King George at Kempton. I think he'll win the Betfair chase at Haydock on Saturday 3 o'clock. Then the John Durkin chase preview uh, Punchestown Sunday at half two six runners Gallop and Deschamps Appreciated Asturian Forlange Blue Lord Faster Slow and Stackler uh, you're the Waldorf of this conversation Johnny so Gallop and Deschamps no reason why he won't win this is it? Not really, no. Obviously, it's the reverse form of faster slow. That was a race we watched together last year. I have a general one general rule in, in betting. Don't back horse at odds on a punch down that ran hard races or ran at, at Cheltenham because um, in general, I, I think it's just too often that they disappoint. And for all of that, like it was not that Galvin Deschamps ran badly. He just he was beaten by faster slow on the day. He was kind of ridden to... Ridden, I think he was ridden by JJ Slevin that they just to kind of finish as best he could and see what happened to see if the race fell apart, which it did. He was hammered like early on last season he'd probably been trading for handicap Cheltenham in which he finished second to Corey Grambler one of the strongest handicap forms you'll ever get Galvin Deschamps is generally flawless um, Willie's horses are flying as he he's what is he now he's he's still only seven like so he's 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 not an old horse I think he'll make all Willie has everything bar uh, fast or slow in the race Yes, so he won by 13 lengths last year. Uh, faster, slow with 21 lengths behind him. Gallop and Deschamps. I think he's actually more visually impressive over this trip. He glides mm. around, he jumps super. I think in a three-mile or three-and-a-quarter-mile race, I think Paul Tennant has to ride him kind of differently. Um, I think one can put a line through the Punchestown race. It's so hard to do it, as you say. Bear in uh, mind now, he was 4-11 to 11 at Punchestown. And if he hadn't run in that, you're now getting 1-2 to two to win what is really a lesser race here. It is always fences, though. You can never know over fences. Mm. But one of the best horses I think we've seen in recent years is Gallop and Deschamps. Um, I think he's an airplane. I'm um, just going through the others. Uh, you mentioned faster, slow. Uh, I, I, I don't think this is the plan. I, I don't know if Martin Brassel knows if this is a Gold Cup or a National horse. That's the first thing. Uh, Stackler was po- pulled up in the Gold Cup, hasn't been seen since. I don't think he's, he's fast enough. Blue Lord was a really impressive winner about a year ago, Clonmel, but then his form went off the cliff. Asturian Furlange is just maddening. So talented, especially right-handed. Has to go right-handed, but three falls and an unseat to his name. 
appreciated as I, I mentioned earlier. It's like Galapin des Champs or, or bust. I think it's Galapin des Champs or Brabant's game almost in a double focus this weekend. Um, so just before we end up uh, this part of the conversation, we're going to do an each way double. Nick, mine a double J, non-alcoholic, a bit of, a bit of ice. Uh, last week we did nothing because uh, Largy Debbie was brought down the first and uh, you had another one. Was it Reed to Respect? who I think his jockey was a little bit inexperienced on the day. And, you know, we all learn, we all live and learn, and it just wasn't the best day from a Cheltenham. But so, make mine a double J, Johnny, on the racing pod. What's your pick this week? I'm not going to break into John Lennon here, but imagine in the 155 punch down. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, imagine all the winners. Uh, I, I just think he's a good thing. That is on the Sunday. Yes, okay. Mine is Gabby's Cross, 3 o'clock punch down on Sunday as well. Both at the same track. The comments from Henry de Bromhead in the Racing Post Stable Tour caught my eye this week. Listen to this. Hopefully he can win off his hurdles mark soon. He ran really well at Galway. The plan is to go for the pretense qualifier punch down this coming weekend. Darrow Keefe rides 10 stone 8. 20 pounds lower than he is over fences. Second at Galway as Henry mentioned last month. The horse won the race but he won. Yeah. So Gabby's Cross and Imagine is the double this week on the Racing Pod. This is the Racing Pod on Off the Ball. If you're listening for the free version of the podcast, we'll be leaving you here. But if you're looking for more, including our analysis of additional races at Punchestown and Ascot this weekend, go to offtheball.com forward slash join to subscribe and get the full podcast every Friday with all of our racing tips, insights and stories from the week's action. The Racing Pod on Off the Ball.